Go with me, if you will, from to 1 Peter 1, verse 13. It's a bit of a read, and we're going to read to verse 25. Let me remind you this morning, persecution can either cause bitterness or it can cause growth. It depends on your choice. Can I say that again? Persecution shall find thee. <laughs> Let me just remind you, I don't know where the church got this idea that there's no challenges in the body. I don't know where that comes from. That's not faith. Faith is given to us to overcome. So when persecution comes your way, don't let it cause bitterness. Let it cause growth. Choose life. Amen. Amen. So verse 13, therefore, gird up your loins. Therefore, listen carefully to these words. Gird up the loins of your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because as it is written, be holy for I am holy. Verse 17, and if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. Verse 18, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from the aimless conduct received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, be careful that you walk in love towards your brethren. You'll find yourself on the wrong side of God if you don't. Love one another fervently with a pure heart having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man 
as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. If you're taking notes this morning and you want a title, The Regenerating Power of God's Word. So the church must constantly act and think in line. Take care to be thinking. Now I'm talking about care in a negative sense. But be thinking about the regenerating power of God's Word. You know the Word. So the Lord gave me a question when I was in America. And maybe I'll minister on it sometime. He says, do you know the name of Jesus? Or do you know the Jesus of the Bible? A lot of people know the name of Jesus, but they don't know the Jesus of the Bible. I want you to think about that. It's extremely important because when we understand the regenerating power of the Word, and the reason I believe the Holy Ghost is bringing these types of messages is because there's a big push again on the masking mandate in certain parts of America and shutting down, rumors starting again. And I bind that in the name of Jesus. And so the narratives are extremely negative but we're not part of the world system. You are in the world, but you do not live like the world. If your life and quality of life is still like the world, you seriously need to get back. I'm not even talking about drinking and smoking. I'm talking about a low quality of life in your health, in your mental state, in your spiritual life, in your marriage, with your children, your family, your extended family. That's what I'm referring to. Because the Word of God regenerates life. And it's extremely important that we understand this. It's new life. And we can say, um, we know the Word, we read the Word. That's why I'm asking you, do you know the Jesus of the Word. Because when we know the Jesus of the Word, then we work the works of Christ. Amen? Then we work the works of Christ. It is that important. So God's Word regenerates new spiritual life in contradiction to a world system that is promoting a spirit of lack. Spiritually, mentally, socially, physically, financially. I want you to think about this. I was appalled as I drove through our city 
to come to church this morning, the state of this city, filth everywhere. Actually, the word is disgusting. There is no excuse for the filth that I saw driving to church this morning. And what that tells you is the spirit of lack and ungodliness is at work right here in the city in no uncertain terms. The officials of this city should be embarrassed by the state of the city. Now that starts to get on you because what happens is you start to accept it as a norm. This is Africa. This is how we live. Well, how can you live like that? How can you tolerate that? After godliness is cleansiness. Come on, family. And put me down when I'm preaching real good. Amen. I want you to see it is so important, the narrative of our country, it is, according to the economists, on the precept, on the precipice, sorry, on the precipice of becoming a failed state. Now, I'm sure you know this, right? You all know this? So, who's got to reverse that? The church. But if the church is busy in its own little mud pool, individually as families. We're just busy in our own little mud pool. We've got so many problems, we can't even think about something else to make a difference. Then we're gonna be held accountable. The Lord doesn't hold the unsaved accountable for these things. Come on, family. It's extremely important that we understand this. Extremely important. So I want us to go to Philippians 2, verse 12. Philippians 2, verse 12. <clears throat> See, if the country goes into a failed state, every family here will be affected. But God gave us solutions through the Word. If we don't use those solutions, we won't change the status quo that we're moving into. Philippians 2, verse 12. Now don't leave here and go home and say, oh boy, that's depressing. Truth makes you free. Then you can do something about it in your life Amen. God gave us a word and I'm continuing to live in that word and that word is the increase of God's goodness. Amen. So let's go to Philippians 2 verse 12 and 13. The Bible says in verse 12, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
Verse 13, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for your good pleasure. Is that what the Bible says? That's what the Bible says. So when we were, when we were in Greece and we went to Corinth and the pastor who took us to Corinth, both the old city and the new city, the pastor who took us to Corinth had a church there and he told us the filth morally of the city. He said, it was so bad, my church closed down. Is that God? Do you have the courage to stand in the face of that kind of opposition? Can you see, family? It's extremely important. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. When people come around you, do they sense the hope of Christ within you? I'm not talking about being funny and telling jokes. That's not what I'm talking about. Do they sense that there's substance in our lives? Do they have the confidence to talk to us about the future? Not playing church. That's not what I'm talking about. Are you with me? Are you hearing me this morning? Work out your salvation. Work out your salvation. And that literally means to accomplish and finish on a very high note when Christ returns. Not only, thank you, Lord Jesus, I made it. You finally came. That's not what we call to as born again believers. That's not the kind of life we are called to. We are called to constantly walk in an expanding kingdom lifestyle. What God can do in areas that are in many cases desolate, that life can flow. God says, I will cause the rivers to flow in the wilderness and bring forth bloom. What is that speaking of? His power through us. That's literally what it's talking about. And so we need to be cooperating in every facet with God's Word. And so the, the, the sign, so when I see the opposition coming to the building, I don't quit and go to another one. Because the Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. Is that a conviction in our heart this morning? When there's resistance, do we continue? Not on barely get a long street, but victoriously. I find it so intriguing that God would put seed in our hand while we, these are the ways of the kingdom. While we're waiting for a building, He puts seed in our hand for the building and says, so, into another building. 
Can you see? Resistance doesn't stop him from working. Are you getting this this morning? You, you don't allow resistance to stop what God's doing. God's Word is the regenerating power that brings forth life. And so verse 13 says to us, verse 13 says to us, let's go back there, for it is God who works in you. Come on, family, think about that. What does it look like when God is at work within you? What does it look like? You know, I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm, getting, I'm not boasting on my daughter, but you just need to hear this because it's intriguing to me. Maybe you should pick up that word when you work with God because everything He does is intriguing. In other words, it stimulates a greater hunger and a thirst for righteousness when you walk with Him. And so I got a message from a pastor in the city that I briefly met on our last visit. And he said to me, I wanna, I wanna meet with you. There's some people I wanna introduce you to. You see, God goes before us. I don't have to network. I don't have to network. I don't have to get to know people so I can get somewhere. I know the one who knows everything and goes everywhere. And the earth and the fullness belongs to Him. So I get this message from this man of over 60. He's in ministry and has, and also in business, interestingly enough, but he's in itinerant ministry. Um, and he sends me a message and he says, um, we would love your daughter to come to our pastor's meeting. We're having um, numerous pastors meeting, and numerous pastors are meeting in the city. I want you to see the regenerating power of God's Word. I didn't make a phone call. It's Jesus building His church. Will you let Jesus build your life? And not the South African government, and not your doctor, and not your employer. Come on. This Word generates life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Can you see what I'm saying, family? It is so very important. Look at this. For it is God at work in, inside Charleston, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Not mine, not Sarah Lee's, not the people there. His good pleasure. Why? Because His good pleasure carries the increase of His goodness. And lives will be complete and they won't even know how they become complete. I can't let certain things go out here today because of some of the things that I'm seeing and hearing in that's happening in insight as I watch the hand of God work. Prominent people that are starting to be impacted by just a seed called Inside Church Charleston. I don't sit and get prideful on that. It makes me bow my knee in appreciation and thanksgiving to God that the foolish things of this world bring to nothing the wisdom of this world. Are you with me? Are you with me, family? It is, it is so 
amazing. And I don't want to just have these adventures in faith. If you will dare, I'll take you on this adventure with me. Hallelujah. But if you don't have faith, you'll stay behind. Listen to me. If you don't have faith, you can't go where God's going. I said, if you don't have faith in His Word, I'm not talking about a formula. I'm talking about the ability to release everything to be obedient to what He says He wants us to do because it will manifest His goodness in our lives. We can never outgive God, not with our life, not with our money, not with our resources, not with anything we can do. We can never outgive God. It's just amazing. It's just so very, very amazing. Philippians 2 verse 13, I want to go back there. For it is God who works in you. Will you say that to yourself? It is God that's working in me, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. And His good pleasure does not entertain the spirit of lack in any form or in any fashion. If the spirit of lack is dominating, I would go and lie on my face until I get the answer from God. I'm talking about every area of life, not just in material sense. So what we need to recognise, let's go to 2 Corinthians. We're giving you the Word this morning so that you can take this sword and you can stop the devil with this sword. It is offensive to the devil. It is offensive to a heart of unbelief, this word. Philippians, no matter, 2 Corinthians 4, I want you to see this. 4, 5 and 6. And I want to put it in the first person. Paul's writing to the church at Corinth. Remember the church that closed down. And we have such trust through God. Is that what the Bible says? Through Christ, sorry, toward God. Verse four, not that I'm sufficient of myself to think of anything. Listen to this as being from myself. But my sufficiency is from God. Will we become so vulnerable in God that our sufficiency only comes from Him? Will we allow the truth of God's Word to make us this vulnerable, who also made me sufficient as a minister of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So you can know the letter, the Word. Do you know Jesus, that's letter? Watch this, so important. Who made us sufficient? Who made us? We've just read it. 
not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You see, you can pray in the Spirit, and you should. But if you are praying in the Spirit, and if you are praying at all, there must be manifested results. Otherwise, something is wrong. Yo. I don't want to just pray. I want to see results, tangible results. I've got patience to wait for them to come through, but they must manifest. This word is not about a good preach. I don't want to preach sermons. I know this is called a sermon. But my heart is, if people's lives aren't changing, why am I preaching? Then I'll just preach to myself and let my life continue to change. I mean, that's being selfish, but you understand what I'm saying. So I want you to see this. It brings new and more vigorous life to us, especially in the spiritual and moral realm. And in other words, that vigorous is being energetic. Your age is not a restriction. Your age is an advantage. Let me say that again. Your age is not a restriction. Your age is an advantage. If you're young, you've got youth on your side. If you're old, you've got wisdom on your side. So there's no problem. The only problem is between our ears. Amen. We think wrong. We think wrong. Abraham, 75 years of age. God says, let's start a family. Anybody, any takers here? 75. Let's start a family, Abraham. That was a big challenge. Jesus described the importance of this regenerating power in the Word when He said, In Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what he said. And within that word, if we did nothing else but meditate on that word, what do you think our lives would look like? Amen. Amen. So Jesus then goes on and he commends the steadfastness of people who inquire of God's Word. Let's go there. John 5 verse 27. uh, 37, sorry. John 5 verse 37. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John 5, verse 37. 
Am I right to that scripture? Let me just check. 39, sorry, my apologies. 39. Watch this, family. Please allow this truth to challenge the status quo in your life. When you read the Word of God, allow it to bring about the necessary changes. It's not a negative. It may mean we have to put down some stuff. But watch this. You search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, religion. There are people that can quote the Word, but they're in letter. Watch the next statement. These very Scriptures, I'm putting my words in, well, I'll first read it and then I'll put my words in. These are they which testify of me. Transitioning from letter to life. There are men that study the Scriptures. They did it in the Old Testament. But when Jesus came, they didn't recognise Him. There are believers of the Bible not necessarily of Jesus, in a form of Jesus. The Bible says there are those that have a form of godliness, but they deny the power, the creative force of the Word. Can you see? So let me go back here. Watch this. You search the Scriptures. I'm quoting the Word, brother. I'm quoting the Word. Well, if you're quoting the word in faith, then it must be working. If it's not working, something's wrong. You search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. In other words, coming to an understanding of the Jesus of Scripture. Being able to truly get hold of this. This here that he says, he's speaking as the living word. The divine author with the idea of what is written remains forever. And he gives life to those scriptures. Now one thing that those scriptures do is they identify if you're living by faith in the Word, allowing the Holy Ghost to work with you, then they'll begin to identify the living voice of God. Did you get that? That's what happens. Do we truly believe this today? Do we truly believe that when we meditate on this Word, the Holy Ghost comes, lifts it off the pages, mobilizes it in our heart, and the creative force of God's Word begins to operate. I was flying back, and you hear this often, I was flying back, but if it doesn't work here, where will it work? I was flying back, we were flying back, and the pilot came on the air and he said, we will stop serving because we enter, there's a hurricane off um, the Caribbean. There was a bit of a hurricane there. 
he said, so we're going to go through turbulence, turbulence, a lot of turbulence. We won't be serving. Please make sure you're fastened up, buckled down. And as soon as I heard that, I started to speak against it. Well, his turbulence never occurred. There were a few bumps. Is that right? They started serving again. If I can't command the weather, which Jesus said I can do, how can I command an economy, first personal economy? Boy, I'm preaching real good now. Come on, family. Come on. Come on. It's very, very, very simple. You just believe and speak. There are some of you here that say, I have prayed for so long. That's the problem. Believe now for so long and you'll see the results. Stop praying. Start believing. Jesus said repeatedly through the Word, if you believe, Whatever you pray will come to pass. Jesus is not a liar. You are, I am, but not Him. His Word is His Word. That's why the world doesn't move to the kingdom. They need to see different. We can't do same old, same old, same old. Now that's not suggesting we don't pray, please. That's not what I'm saying. I'll close with this, family. Our answer, if our answer is a resounding yes, that we truly do believe this, allow the regenerating power of God's Word to bring about new in your life. I sat with my wife over dinner last night and I said to her, and I'm not telling you, so don't get nosy. But um, I said to her, I said, blonde, I said, you know, because she'll say to me, you know, we'll talk about the things of God. And I said to her, since I've left the United States to fly back to about a day or two before I left, the Lord started to deal with me on other matters. Nothing to do with this church, yeah? And nothing to do with Charleston as he started to re-envision. Why? Because as soon as it's birthed, he moves to the next. Hello? Hello? If your faith is constantly being renewed by the Word of God, then you'll sustain things by faith. You don't have to be there. You didn't hear what I said. One day I'll speak on the projects by the supernatural power of the Spirit of God, how He can cause multiple projects to be functioning simultaneously and they're all fruitful because He's doing it. Yes. Come on, family. And it's amazing. I was, I, I mean, I start, we kind of like had a little giggle. I said, it, 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 it makes no sense if my mind, if I allow my mind to go there, but my mind has to align with what God's saying, not what it looks like. 
Are you with me? All I want you to understand this morning, the Word of God is in growth mode. In South Africa, in 2023, you either become part of His growth or you don't. It's really not difficult. I place before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may prosper. God bless you, family. God bless you.